Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Haas Talks Foss. Today, I'm here with Daniel Black from the MariaDB Foundation, the Chief Innovation Officer for the MariaDB Foundation. How are you, Daniel? Uh, good, thanks, Matt. Waking up, got my coffee. Um, welcome to Canberra Winter. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and it's really early there, right? So what time is it? Uh, only 7.30 a.m. So At 7.30, okay. So the sun is just peaking up. Yeah. Okay. True. Okay. And are you on your roof? Is that what I see you on? Uh, my hammock. It, your hammock. My, uh, standard, oh. standard outdoors thing. I, I, I try to actually do pr presentations outdoors, as you've probably seen in some of them. You know, just to add a bit of variety. And you know, this this is my you know casual backyard <laughs> look. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. So you had. Um, you know, spoken recently at Percona Live, but you've been speaking at conferences for for quite some time. I think this is probably your sixth or seventh Percona Live that you've spoken at. Um, probably, yes. <laughs> yeah, you you've done quite a bit, and and typically you you tend to really go deep into those nether regions of you know the bugs, the code. Um, you, you know, you find those those hidden you know problems and like to expose them. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So it's um, a fascination I got uh, far too much when I was uh, employed as a DBA and sort of ended up looking far too much code and getting to the end of the day. I was like, oh, I can't build the client this. But it was fun anyway. But um, yeah, I'm glad I've got a job where I can actually do both now. Well, Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, you did uh, quite a bit of work at IBM as well before the MariaDB Foundation, right? That's right. I was there for four years. Okay, so and, and that a was a lot, of, lot on, on the Power Platform, so kind of making MySQL work on the yeah, Power MySQL Platform? Yeah, MySQL and MariaDB on, on Power. Um, so it was just, a lot of it was generic. It was just making use of um, all of a sudden, you know, you got 256 um, virtual CPUs, and, and once you get to that level, you start to see uh, problems that, you know, you don't kind of see on um, eight-core laptops and and other kind of development environment. So it was good to, you know, get out and just, you know, performance test things and, and find little bugs. And, you know, a lot of them actually got in as like generic improvements. So they they helped all platforms, which um, is really good when you're trying to actually sell a fix that people go power what. But um, it, it certainly helped power and it certainly helped everyone else as well. Now, I'm sure that going through all of those, you know, the, the code and trying to optimize on a, on a large scale machine like that, you probably run into some things that you're like, oh, my God, I don't believe that this actually did this. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And or, 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 or who wrote this or, or what is this bit of code? So, yes, there is a bit of that. Yeah, but, you know, it's it's a code base with a um, you know, twenty plus year heritage. You know, there are, are some bits that, um, you know, got in, and you know, people just you know haven't got a need to look at again. And you look at it again, it's going. There's a system call that does this, or um, glibc does a memory copy. Okay, you know, there's no need to actually implement your own. Um, there's a bunch of like custom mutexes. I was like, okay, they may have been needed one stage, but in in some ways, there's this they're part of standards now. So we, we well, can move on. And that's one of the weird things that you know, with with software as old as MySQL and and even Maria now has some age on it because it's it's been around for a while now. 
the the machines and the hardware and you know the the kernels uh, you know uh, changed drastically over that time period. I mean, the original MySQL you know was written when single core machines were mainstream, and you know you you had you know, 128 megs or 256 megs of memory on your big boxes, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, my favorite, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, my favorite, you know, uh, line of code in all of InnoDB was when Hecky, you know, hard-coded 100 IOs per second. Um, <laughs> and the comment was... That's right. Yeah, yeah. Th- this is all modern disk will ever do. So, you know, I mean, you know, hey, you know, we... There, there's a lot of those those those, those issues that kind of lurk there. So uh, I see I see saw Marco actually, you know, exasperating in another Henke comment, you know, the other day. It was like, oh, oh did you? Dear. <laughs> dear. Why which, which was it? Oh, uh, it was something like uh, this is you know a hardware bug or uh, something else or, or something else. It was like you're just guessing and you're putting this in an error log message, aren't we? <laughs> Come on, let, yeah. let's get get back. <laughs> so w- when you're going through and trying to modernize, I, I mean. That's a that's a tough process because, you know, there's the the, the mentality of sometimes when it's not broke, don't fix it. Uh, but at, at the same time, um, you know, there is quite age on a lot of stuff there. So as you approach these, is it more of as the problems crop up, that's when you start to like look at those kind of nether regions of the code, or do you just you know like go on vacation and and, and print out the source code and just look at it like a nice book. <laughs> Yeah, roll around at Vanilla Beach. Um, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> uh, I mean, sometimes it's, you know, going through and, and grabbing a perf file and looking through. And other times it's like, uh, I'm looking at a performance problem elsewhere and it's like, oh, well, the, this, this bit as well. It's like, what's it meant to be doing? Uh, I mean, uh, another one I haven't got to ages ago is this randomization function is like, this is using a bunch of constants. Um, it's got some global lock on a variable uh, because statement-based replication, and we've got to support that. But really, it's like get a random number. It shouldn't have a concurrency problem. <laughs> um, so <laughs> yeah, I haven't tackled that one, but yeah, there's, there's certainly those kind of things. Um, there's also a lot of code base it's like okay we're we're going to pack this down you know bite by bite right beside each other it's like modern cpus and part of my time at ibm sort of aware that you know that that's not always the best way um so yeah there's there's a bit of just coming across things and applying a bit of experience and applying a bit of perf knowledge and um yeah seeing what can be done yeah so in your toolbox today, I mean, the tools have evolved as well. What what are your favorite kind of tools that you use to debug and find some of these issues? Like, what what are you using nowadays? Um, I'm still uh, using fairly old school, like your you C makes your GDBs and, and that kind of thing to to get through it. Um, on the performance stuff, I, I guess Perf has been around for a while, but it as a sampling, it still does a, a pretty good job on uh, things. Um, as we're going through and doing kind of benchmarking, sometimes like uh, BPF trace, just to get that kind of timing between um, 
different points of IO speed and it's like, what exactly is going on, you know, between things to to get measurements um, that between points on latencies and, and that kind of thing that sort of sometimes perf doesn't show up as well. Um, that you need more like off CPU analysis and you know there's your flame graphs and and stuff as you need to try to you know communicate <laughs> how yeah. um, horrible some things really are. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I I got that, I got that. So you know, so you 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 still do spend some time in your current role doing that debugging, right? And and performance oh, yeah. tuning. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, probably not as much as I was before, but um, certainly these the user bugs come in and um, every now and then it's good to you know, just go through and, and work through the interaction with the customer and, and or client, uh, not customer, uh, foundation. So yeah, the, just general community user and see what they're going through, try to get the, the right information out. Um, of them and trying to go through and you know sometimes it's oh geez yep you're right that that's easily fixable um, just before you know ten point one uh, end of life um, late last year it was like looking it's like if you kill off a MariaDB process uh, under some conditions you weren't actually getting an error message. Uh, sorry, an error response in the SQL layer is like, yep, okay, <laughs> quick last little fix into ten one release. But so uh, yeah, there, there's a and and that was while looking at another bug. So you know the yeah. So there's what are you spending your time then on? Like so so you're doing that a little bit. It's kind of backed off a bit. So as yeah. the chief innovation officer, what 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 kind of things are you working on nowadays? Uh, I was. Doing um, a bit on uh, systemd socket activation, which was a little bit that I started years and years ago when this was in my days. It was oh dear, I'm running out of money, um, but geez, this is fun writing it. So this is uh, about when I actually added the systemd support into MariaDB. This socket activation was um, additional add-on. And what that means is that uh, systemd can listen to the socket, um, and when it gets a connection, it can uh, spin up the instance of MariaDB. So not a total everyday use case, but if you're doing a, say, a MariaDB instance per uh, user, um, that's, I guess, one way to, in a, in a multi-instance to, to spin it up that way. Um, it's probably, you know, about five years, uh, a little bit too late, you know, now that, you know, containers and, and clouds uh, get that way. But, you know, it's an, it's another approach of doing it and uh, keeps the abstraction at, you know, a kind of process level. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, you, you know, you mentioned containers. I mean, everybody seems to be investigating running on containers, Kubernetes, um, you know that that's that's the the new you know uh, exciting thing for most people. Um, so, how much work are you you know delving into there to try and tune and optimize? On the, I recently actually took over um, the MariaDB Docker library container, so I've been oh, okay. doing a lot of work there. Uh, I 
doing the, the sensible thing up front is like writing a test suite for, for that entry point. So I finished that this week. Um, so that's all integrated into the uh, GitHub Actions uh, there and, and going, yes, okay, good, got a starting point. Now I can feel a bit more comfortable actually uh, ripping about parts and, and changing that uh, to, you know, just preserve the compatibility. But, you know, as you look into things like that, um, you know, it's the same sort of thing, you know, you see that you're doing in this entry point a lot of workarounds for A, the Debian packaging, and B, um, the MySQL install DB script that um, is very ancient um, and probably could actually use some more modern features that sort of map to how it's used in A containers, but also just um, packaging scripts in general. Um, to, and so, like, when you talk about, like, you know, uh, you know, the, those types of tools and, you know, trying to update, you know, some of those packages, um, I know MariaDB is very eager to work with the community on contributions. Um, you know, what sort of things are you looking for help with? Uh, how can people get involved? Uh, we've got um, a GitHub account and you can just send pull requests to there and we'll uh, work through and um, merge code. We get a lot of code actually contributed from um, distro maintainers, the NetBSDs, the FreeBSDs, just to add that little bit of extra portability to, to make them happy uh, and get that working. Um, there's, you know, things like uh, what I've mentioned um, that are just improvements and things that can get going. Uh, there's uh, can also, I guess we've got a knowledge base where you can write documentation. Um, we've got a, a Zulip, a Zoom, not a Zoom, a Zulip channel on zulip.mariadb.org okay. where you can just, um, like a Slack channel, it's a, it's a chat program where you can come in and talk to us about bugs, features, uh, that kind of thing, or, or just, you know, SQL problems really. If, uh, um, if you get us at the, the right time, we'll happily look through those and, and get a bit of insight into what you're doing. Cool. Uh, yeah. Now, changing gears just a little bit, you know, at Percona Live this year, you you gave a talk specifically on using MySQL dump um, as a, or MariaDB dump in this case, uh, as a way to migrate back and forth between MySQL and MariaDB. And we know that many people use Maria and MySQL interchangeably, um, and so I, I don't, you know, I don't want you to give your whole presentation, uh, but we, that that is recorded, it is available, um, and you know, maybe give us a little bit of an idea on on why this topic, what what was interesting about it, and uh, you know, wh why have you seen people try to do this? So, I guess. People have used the, the backups for ages and, you know, the MySQL dump has outputted a, a table of like MySQL.users and it's got these rows of, and columns of what constitutes the user data. But as we're seeing in the development of both MySQL and MariaDB, that these tables are actually changing quite common. So the aspect of, you know, dumping out of one version and importing into an, another version, especially if you're doing a partial import or an additive import, that that's not actually mapping up to the A, the table structure, and B, if, if users have actually gone through that and, and started to work out 
you know, which column means what. I, I mean, that's just a bunch of hurt that <laughs> that users don't deserve, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's like SQL syntax, like create user that sort of provides a portal way to create a user, strangely enough. Isn't that why SQL is made? Portability? <laughs> so, yeah, what I did with um, MySQL dump and in the later versions of 10.4 plus, um, MariaDB dump is an alias because having two things in the ecosystem with the same name is is just confusing enough, especially once they start to become different. Uh, so added those features. So we've got MySQL dump or MariaDB dump dash dash system equals all users stats, um, various aspects all in that uh, MySQL system database and outputs in a in a portable form. Okay, and that get, that enables what, you to move it back and forth with ease. Yeah, absolutely. And so the objective in outputting some of those was to write the SQL so it's a portable uh, because there are some minor differences. And what MySQL and MariaDB have done for ages is they've had a executable comment syntax. So we've got in this version there, uh, you're allowed this syntax in versions before it you aren't. So made extensive use of that to uh, bridge the, the portability gaps between the two. Cool. And let me leave you with this. I always like to ask people, what are they seeing? I like them to look into their crystal ball from their technologist perspective, if you will. You know, uh, what, what are you seeing coming down the, 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 the pipeline technology-wise that you're excited about? What are you starting to get interested in? Um, you know, are, are there certain things that, you know, you're really looking forward to kind of deep diving into? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a, a lot of maintenance, like more cores, more, more memory. And it's like, how do you... Uh, deal with that but there's also okay we've got larger workloads that are growing beyond our uh, IO speed or beyond our um, memory capability beyond the number of CPUs to so really interested in seeing how that you know transforms the code base and, and starts to take things advantage of things uh, such as what uh, Postgres and MySQL done and starting to use multiple threads for a single SQL query to break them up and to do sorting to um, divvy out the layers as you know there are now more than a hundred IOPS possible on, on disk so <laughs> yeah so yeah, you yeah. know we're running it in a single thread um, yeah yeah we can do better we can do better and and things like uh, NVMe is they've got huge capabilities to do asynchronous IO uh, on disk um, and and I think yeah, the faster that technology gets, you know, um, whether it's, you know, just, you know, disk IOPS or, you know, memory performance or larger, you know, memory footprints or even quantum computing, which, you know, is is around the corner. Yeah. All of that, you know, drastically changes, you know, those restrictions that you started our discussion with. Right. So those things where we say like, oh, my God, you know, how could you hard code something for 100 IOs a second? Or <laughs> how could you put in this weird mutex? Um, all those things, we're going to say those again in five years or 10 years, just because the technology has leapt so far, right? Because we're going to be like, uh, why why aren't you using this this feature, this function, you know, the, the, the capabilities of the system? Why are you handicapping yourself? Mm. 
Yeah, and on on other hardware features, I mean, Numa has been around for ages. Do we do anything specific about it? Not really. Um, that uh, there's probably avenues to you know start to split that up, uh, assisting that. Um, in the glibc uh, development um, this week or last week, there was version four of a, a Futex 2 system call that actually has NUMA capability. So you can do locks, but, you know, I say, I'm doing a lock, but I know, you know, it, it, it's only on these particular nodes. And, yeah, that allows you to write much more scalable code up in that way. All right. Well, Daniel, thank you for uh, sitting down with me today, talking to me a little bit about what you're working on, uh, where things are going, talking about some, you know, of those those crazy bugs. Um, and if you haven't checked out the Percona Live session, um, it should be available up on YouTube uh, under the MariaDB uh, community room. Uh, but Daniel, we appreciate you hanging out with us today. Pleasure being with you all. Thank you very much. All right. <laughs> Wow, what a great episode that was. We really appreciate you coming and checking it out. We hope that you love open source as much as we do. If you like this video, go ahead and subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And of course, tune in to next week's episode. We really appreciate you coming and talking open source with us.